What up, though? I am your boy, Chill B, and this is the Chill Bravado Podcast, and I bring to you a series called Laker 8216, where we cover the grind of an 82-game-long season, and it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And as you know, right now, we are at the point of the season where it's right around the corner. Preseason is here, but before that, you have media day. Before, and then after media day, you know, you start getting into training camp. Well, LeBron has something he likes to throw for the players who are on the team, on the team now, a little mini camp. So we're going to get into all that. Much more, we, we got trades that just happened, a guy who the Lakers were looking at. And, I'm on, you know, today we're going to say guard your heart, Laker fans. I want you to guard your heart. So when we're in a crowded, guarded room, as we are with the Lakers roster, guard your heart. I, I'm going to tell you some, a few things that will help you know what I mean and put in action the words that I speak. All right, we are back. Laker 8216, your boy Chill B. I really wanted to wait before I recorded the next episode because I was like, something's going to happen. I don't really want to have to come back so quickly after making like big bold statements or, or just talking about something that's going to be irrelevant in like eight hours, 12 hours, two days, three days, four days. But I did want to talk about Dennis coming back. Dennis Schroeder or Schroeder, which one we call him, you know. Um, everybody's, you know, trying to make sense of this crowded guard room. So another reason why I'm saying guard your heart is because it just kind of plays on with this whole thing of we have too many guards. Okay. Kendrick Nunn, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder. Um, it just, the list goes on and on and on with guards and lots and lots of guards. So who's going to play, you know, these positions. We're trying to figure out how this, 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 this roster's jacked up. Like on paper, this is, this is like confusing. Darwin, Darwin Ham says he has a plan. Um, people were saying, well, Russ just has to come off the bench. And I'm going to push back on that because I'm just not a, um, a fan of Russell Westbrook picking this point in his career to come off the bench. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I don't, even if it's for the betterment of the, the team fit and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just not for it. I'm, I've gotten to the point now where I'm even at a stubborn place where I want Russell to be on this team. And I want him to play well. And I want him to be successful. And I would love to see them make the playoffs. And I would love to see him be a part of it and and really, you know, take advantage of mismatching matchups that he can and pick his spots, you know. But who knows? I mean, this is probably going to be another one of those seasons where you look at it and you're going to point your finger at this move or that non-move. And, you know, another reason to rag on the Lakers are, you know, to hear people talk about your team. Because if you listen to this podcast and if you are a Laker fan out there anywhere, you're going to hear people right now. We're really, you know, the laugh and the talk of the town. Um, I don't really address LeBron fans because they're not going to be here long anyway. So I really don't care about their feelings as much, um, even though they want to have success. But it's really just to push his legacy. They don't really care about the Lakers like that. So, you know, I tend to be a little more cruel or harsh or just numb to them. But for those who are Laker fans and are just fans of basketball and, and, and know that the Laker franchise means a lot to the success of the league, hey, man, we, we can have conversations. So, Russell, I still think he should start. I, I'm not breaking up that because 
if you don't start him at least to start the season and you lose and you go, you know, you know, eight and eight or you lose 10 games, you know, then what? Now we bring him back in and put him as a starter again. I mean, I'd just rather see Darvin Ham give it, give it his best shot. Like, why not? Like, Darvin Ham is not in position that Frank Vogel's in. He, he He's not worried about losing his job. This is the first year of his contract, and this is the last year of Russ's contract. So if he chooses to bench Russ later, it doesn't really hurt him moving forward. Um, And I don't want to see, you know, Russ have that kind of, you know, ending that Iverson had. I know we love Iverson, one of the most impactful players ever to come through. But, and now that he's gone <clears throat> and retired, we don't talk about like, oh, he didn't want to take a back seat. You know, he still knew he was better than a lot of guys at that one and two position. And same thing with Russ. Russ can look at these guys and you can say, look, he may fit better, but he's not better than me as a basketball player, as a competitor. And that's just a superstar, um, you know, you know, former superstar in my eyes, star level player who who's now is going to have to be a quote star in his role. You know, I know we say these things, um, but it's kind of true with him. Like if he can star in his role, he will be- help this team and benefit, um, you know, rebuilding his um, cachet and his, his credibility around the league as far as the fans because I don't really think he cared what the fans think and I think it's good that he has that mindset because um, when he plays bad and he plays angry sometimes you know it doesn't it kind of goes either way like if he plays angry and aggressive and you win you're like yeah he got that dog in him but if he plays angry and aggressive and lose oh he just he's terrible for the team chemistry blah 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 so I think he should just play his style and just let the chips fall where they may so Fans, guard your feelings. Don't fall for the trolls. Guard your heart, Laker fans. Guard your heart. Any fan base who, you know, if you're a fan of another team, take the same thing. If you're like a big market team or you're a team that's been a laughing stock of the league in any capacity, just ignore the trolls. Guard your heart. And with all these guards we have here, we have to figure out what in the world are we going to do. So moving forward, we're going to talk about the trade talk scenario. We're going to talk about the mini kept that LeBron has for the team. And as constructed, it looked like this is who's going to be at the camp. And Russ has already been reported that he's going to be at the camp. We've seen him and Pat Bev play nice together. And we know once the season starts, we're going to get to see it firsthand right in our face, October 18th. But before that, we have a preseason um, um, games. And October 3rd is the first one we have against the Kings. So we're, we, we have a lot to, to get excited about, a lot to be concerned about. But if you are sticking here, you know, it's a grind. And this is Laker 8216 that's built to help you make it through just that. All right. And then I want to get back into talking about Dennis. Um, I like Dennis, even though he's a flawed player, he's definitely, uh, he works hard. I know people like to talk about the contract he turned down and I, I'm after that too, but I'm moving on past that. He's here on a, a very minimal deal. You know, fully guaranteed I'm hurt. I heard. And he had suitors other than us, I think. I've heard as well. And he chose to come back to L.A. because there's been reports that he wanted to come here and, you know, fix the way the last, you know, run ended. Because he was one of those guys who was saying run it back. And then, it, you know, things happened. And it didn't happen the way he thought it was going to happen. Um, 
so yeah, he's one of those guys who got away and he didn't really work with Boston. Um, don't really care about what the Rockets did because that was just kind of just finishing up the season. Played very good in Euro basketball. Heard a lot of great things about him there. And I think that boosted up his ability to get back and, you know, get on the team because 29 is going to be 30 years old, still has his speed, still much, um, you know, locked in to play the game of basketball. Um, 6'3", I think he is. Very small stature, six. You know, two, six, three, I think they say. So very another small guard, <clears throat> another guy who's not gonna be able to guard up. Is when I say up, I mean, you know, guarding bigger, you know, you know, bigger guards and wings, not really gonna have a lot of switchability. He's gonna compete, um, and nevertheless, but seeing him on the team now with him and Pat Bev, Russell, Kendrick Nunn, you're thinking it's gotta be another trade coming. It's gotta be, but let's say it's not. Let's say this is the roster going into the beginning of the season. So now Dar- um, Ham has the, the, you know, the decision to make which guard starts, which um, guard's going to be, you know, heavy rotation, and which guy's going to have to earn that starting spot. And they're saying pretty much Russ is going to have to earn that starting spot. I still believe he will get it. But a guy like Dennis is going to be here to push that. So, and right now, if it gets to the point where it's so bad and Russ is just terrible and you just say, we're just sending them home, you're a little more prepared for that now if you go into the season and Russ just lays an egg and he does exactly the opposite of what I want him to do. I pray that he does. And you still have guards that can take on that slack if you don't make any moves, any trades. So just looking at that, it's, it's crazy because you're thinking like, man, like this really is not going to work. You don't really see a happy ending as far as this rotation. But nevertheless, we move forward. These guys are going to get together, you know, media day, and we're going to have a circus of a media day. Um, You know, they canceled that GM head coach press conference, and it's amazing that they did because, you know, all the trade talk started to, you know, pick back up again. And now you got Bogdanovich, who just been traded to the Detroit Pistons. You know, he went to, um, you know, he's going to Detroit and Olenek and a guy named Lee. Um, are going to Utah. And this is going to free up them at least $6.8 million of, for a trade exception. That's what they're going to get um, in this trade with Detroit. So Utah saves a little money. They still have some roster concerns because they're still over the number that you have. So they're still going to have some moves and cuts and things to do. But Bogdanovich was the biggest out of their big veteran pieces that they were going to move. And there was a report that they were wanting the first round pick say all these guys should and could get a first round pick and you know everybody calls it the Laker tax you add in the Rob Palenka tax because a lot of people reported that guys do not like him in that in his space because when he was an agent they didn't really care for him that much and it's kind of affecting his business so they wanted the, the Laker tax is you're gonna they're trying to get everything they can from a desperate Laker team right now. So they know they want to move Russell. So they want those first round picks to be unprotected with no, you know, no pick swapping. They want to try to, I heard the word fleece, like fleece the Lakers and take advantage of them right now. And then when you see Bogdanovich traded without any first round picks, and this is probably their best asset. Now you can see that either teams are going to make their price cheaper for other teams other than the Lakers. And, or you can say that well, if the Lakers want to get back in and look at Clarkson and look at Conley and Beasley and, you know, I like Vanderbilt, but I, I doubt he's going to be moved because he's so young. But you can look and say, okay, you couldn't get a first-round pick for Bogdanovich. So don't come back to us talking about unprotected picks or any of the other guys. So 
this just shows me that the Utah talks just might be dead because Danny Ainge is not a friend. You know, he's, he's not going to help the Lakers out in a way. He's going to try to take advantage of it. So I just probably see in particular small moves for Clarkson and Conley and Beasley. If these guys are going to be moved this, you know, during the season or any time before the season starts. Yeah, they're going to be smaller moves. So he still can get things back for him. But un- unless the Lakers come and say, OK, you we're going to give you Russ and this and you give us Conley and Beasley or Vanderbilt, you know, then and, and without the picks and all, you know, if we're not doing these two first round unprotected picks, you know, from twenty from twenty twenty seven to twenty twenty nine, we're not doing that. So that takes that out the window. And now you look at um, Pacers are coming out saying now reports that they said Miles Turner is their starting center day one um, season opener. So that say that kind that type of trade could be dead because you know if you get miles turner and you're giving up these first round picks other people are saying just give them whatever and get russ out of here but if miles turner come to you he's in his last year and he decides he's not re-signing back you just gave up future assets for a one-year rental and if you don't get him before the season open it's not even a full year so does the price come down for miles turner so things could still work out later, but if we're looking right now, going into opening day, it's probably not going to get much better for the Lakers roster, and we just have to live with that. And I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm honestly, however we go into the training camp and whatever lines up, preseason and opening day, I'm just here to watch and be and just see what happens. I want to see what what Ham has in place to make this team successful, or at least see how he you know constructs his rotation. It's going to be tricky. It's going to, it might be ugly, but we definitely hope it's healthy. So when I come back, we're going to talk about all the shenanigans that's going on right now. Not all of them, but just the ones that I just feel like I might give my energy to because it's a rival. The Boston Celtics as a rival of the Lakers has something to do with it. So we're going to come right back and discuss that on Laker 82-16. Yeah, it's a grind. All right, all right, all right. Coach Udoka, head coach of the Boston Celtics, facing a potential one-year suspension for violation of organizational guidelines, a.k.a. he cheated on the alone with an employee of the Boston Celtics. And here we are sitting back, waking up like we didn't ask for this. What is going on? When you have this thing going so public, so quickly, so fast, I mean, it's just crazy because, yeah, it's kind of taking over the whole, you know, the trade talk, (laughs) you know, it's kind of, you know, put a spotlight right now on that. And then you have the Phoenix Suns um, owner who's probably looking to sell the team now because he had some situation where he made some statements that are getting him in trouble so yeah so the phoenix suns and the phoenix mercury are now on the market allegedly will be probably sold soon or whenever they decide to do that so yeah basketball is bubbling and not just on the court not just in the locker rooms you know i say it's a grind of an 82 game season and 16 wins to get the chip in the end but man i might do an off season like i'm going to add the off season to that because it's been kind of rough here lately you know and then unfortunately i just Read something, I don't know how true it is, but Lonzo Ball's having another knee surgery. And when you have your baby Lakers, it kind of suck when you see them um, struggle. Because right now, Jordan Clarkson was asked about the baby Lakers. You know, we call them that. 
and he has you know about their chances of actually winning the title they were kept together and he pretty much said it wasn't going to happen and i'm in line to agree i mean i just don't you just don't see a lot of teams that young come together stay together and win a chip together without moves being made it just didn't you never seen them being able to get over the hump i mean you can blame it on just experience um the head coach they had in there in that experience or the head coach um, you know, being able to motivate this new young wave of players coming through. Um, and, but I love how individually, and I root for all of those baby Lakers because they all, even even D'Angelo Russell, you know, and this whole Nick Young you know, wants to box him, Swaggy P, I don't think that's for you. But he might have a shot against Dino. But I, even him, I, you know, I, I root for all of them. I like watching them. And when they play against the Lakers, I always be like, if they have a big game, it's like, ah, you know, it's like rubbing right back in their face for letting me walk or trading me and all these things but yeah man like i re- i like that baby lakey era because i knew we were not gonna be very good i was just watching and, and and i was cheering and fussing at the tv but i knew that it was really just growing and development as soon as lebron jumped on the team i knew that was going it was over it was now it was going you had to go back to like we had kobe and it's every year we got to try to win a championship that's the mentality the fans have even unrealistically to some years. And I feel like this year is an unrealistic year to say the Lakers are a championship or bust. I don't care if you, well, I'm not saying I don't care. I'm just not a fan of every year saying the Lakers got to win a title or it's a bad season. No, we're spoiled. Like, it's hard to win and do it consistently. Like, going back to back right now is even hard. You know, three-peats are non-existent anymore. Um, so it's hard. Like, I'm just, you know, watching this season and saying, we really, looking at this roster, we are fighting just to stay out of play in. Like, we, we're we're hanging on by a thread saying we might can make the playoffs. But we're fighting, you know, for a playing spot. Like, if you look at this roster constructed and things go the way they've been going, but now if we stay healthy, I don't know what the sky, you know, what the limit is. We just got to get in the playoffs, guys. Like, First step is getting the playoffs. So, speaking of the playoffs, we know that the Celtics now, they're going to be dropping down a little bit in the power rankings because they're going to have some distractions, some um, interim coaches going to be there. We're going to see how much coach um, Udoka meant to this team um, on court. You know, because, I mean, these guys can be professionals, still go out there and win games, and I'm pretty sure they're still going to be able to play. But, you know, that looming over them right now, on top of Robert Williams having to go out and have another surgery and going to be out for for four to six weeks. So, you know, the whole Jalen Brown getting mentioned in, you know, Kevin Durant talks, you know, when that trade was going through, the disrespect he gets from his fan base, scapegoat. And I like the Malcolm Brogdon came there, but we're going to see what boss is made of. And my thing is, Jason Taylor, man, just leave that toxic situation. Just, just get out of there. Like, leave. Like, you can find a place that will accept you and your skill set and will put you in a place that they, to reach higher heights. You know, I mean, like if you feel like the 8216 grind is not worth it in Boston anymore, I feel like you should just come on out west. Go out west. It's a place over there. Pave or go. Yeah. Hearts of champions place where a player you love and idolize played 20 seasons. Lake Show, we still have hopes that one day 
Jason Tatum. A light-skinned brother will continue to, you know, to to navigate his ship and go right out there to the lake show and create his own era, you know? You know, maybe AD's still there when you decide to go. Who knows, you know? You know, so let's just see what happens, man. That's just a dream. You know, it's, it's only a dream. But in all seriousness, just looking at the path in which this is going this season, it's going to be a great season. Like, we have a lot of unknowns. Like, I wish I just had time to go through the roster breakdown, but right now we wait for all these trades to happen or not happen. So when the season starts, we can actually look at these teams on paper and make some type of prediction and be bold about it. But right now, it's not a teams that... I'm looking at them. I'm like, you know what? They didn't really improve themselves. The Bucks is one of them. But I want to wait till we get all the teams, the major market teams like the Lakers and all these guys. Let's get them all settled in because then I can look at them and be like, all right, can that roster go up against that roster in a regular season game or in the playoffs and beat them? You know, so I'm just trying to be patient. I don't want to I don't want to talk about the same things every time I get on here. But right now we're in limbo, but it's almost over. October 3rd, the Lakers have their first preseason game. We're going to see what they're going to do in training camp. We're going to listen to all the hoopla um, um, come media day. Um, you know, whatever lies are being spewed out of the mouths and smiles and fake hugs and, you know, teammates showing a little too much teeth when they smile beside each other. Russ and Pat, we'll see what they look like. But when the season gets cranking, October 18th, we got the defending champs coming in. Maybe we can catch them a little you know napping a little bit we, we're gonna see but I'm, I'm i'm encouraged i'm waiting you guys take it easy i'm gonna come back as soon as something else break man because right now i'm just not the fan of rambling on and on about things that have not happened yet so we, we had the trade um bogdanovich went you know no first round picks involved utah's got another veteran off their books they bring in olenic and this guy and this kid lee and we'll see what they go from there, man. But we have a lot of problems on in struggles and situations, ships of our own with the Lakers. So if this trade doesn't affect a Lakers move or a Lakers non-move, I don't even care. So I'm going to encourage you to guard your heart, Laker fans. Be guarded. Don't let these trolls bother you because they're out here and they're looking to seek and destroy. Bible study listeners. Laker Radio 216. I'm your boy, Chill B. Chill Bravado Podcast. See you later.